This is a STEAM Channel program on UCTV. Go full STEAM ahead at uctv.tv slash STEAM, where science, technology, engineering, arts, and math converge. Welcome to the Think of It Lab. Today we're going to learn about servos. What are servos, actually? Uh, servos are these little guys. Uh, they are motors that you can program that you can control. And why would that be important? Well, have you ever wanted to build a robot or, or have something move in a certain way but actually control it? Well, you can actually use servos to do that. And so in this uh, example, we actually use the two different kinds of servos that are out there. The small one is a position-based servo, and the big one is actually a continuous servo. So the big one, you can control the speed and direction in which it spins, and it will fully spin 360 degrees. Uh, the small one, you can program the position that it's in, and this one happens to be a 180-degree range, but uh, you buy the one that you want in terms of range. So you can get a 90-degree range servo, 270-degree range servo, depending on what you want. So we're going to go ahead and actually um, program a very simple example for these, something that you can manipulate and control. But the first thing I want you guys to notice is look at how there are three uh, wires actually coming out of your servo. The red and black are what powers the motor, and the white is actually the signal that it's looking for to control it. It's called a PWM signal, pulse width modulation, and it's looking for a specific shape. So think about your heart rate as a specific shape. A PWM is also a specific shape, and we don't want to have to reinvent that wheel or program for that. So fortunately, in Arduino, there's a library that we can reference to actually use it. So let's go ahead and get started by connecting your Arduino to your computer using a USB cable. So take your USB cable, connect it to your Arduino, and then go ahead and connect that to your computer. And then it takes a moment for the uh, Arduino to register on your computer. And once it has, go ahead and go to Tools, Find Port, and choose the COM port number that is associated with Arduino Uno. And then go ahead and click that. And then what I'd like to do is go to File, New, and expand that window, and then go ahead and delete everything inside. So I say Control-A and Backspace, and the reason why I do that is I like to actually write code completely from scratch with this exercise. The next thing I want us to do is actually uh, get that library. So the library that will generate the signal that we need will go to Sketch, Include Library, and then we click on Servo, and then it pops up with that line of code. And then we want to name our servo, and to name the servo, we're going to write capital S-E-R-V-O space my servo, and then semicolon. And what that does is it lets the code know and the Arduino know that we are going to be using a servo. And then what I'd like us to do is actually associate our servo to the right pin number. We want to attach it to the right pin. And to do that, first let's take a look at our Arduino and notice on the digital side, there's a parenthesis that says PWM with the squiggly line next to it. And notice there are certain numbers that have that squiggly line. So 3, 5, 6, 9, 10, and 11 all have that squiggly line next to it. That just means that those numbers, those pins, can actually generate the PWM that the servo needs to actually move. So we're going to go ahead and use um, 9. So in our void setup, this is where we can actually set up the hardware of our Arduino. So void setup, all lowercase, open close parentheses, open bracket, which is shift next to the letter P. Enter and automatically generates that closed bracket and make sure your cursor is in between those two brackets. And this is where we're going to attach our servo. So we write myservo.attach and then write 9 inside and then semicolon. So essentially pin 9 is going to be the one that controls our servo. 
The next thing I want us to do is actually go into the void loop. We're going to write a void loop, and this is where the action happens. So all the lines in the void loop, it runs over and over and over again. So we're going to write void loop, open close parentheses, open bracket, enter. Notice there's a close bracket, and we're going to write our lines of code inside there. So the example code that I want to write is something that can be used for both servos. So the first line, myservo.write0, this line of code for a big servo, for the continuous servo, will have it spinning to the left really fast. For a small servo, it'll go to position 0 degrees. Now how do I know that? Well, with the small servo, it's intuitive, and I'll go into that a little later. With a big servo, um, it's not intuitive, and we'll, we'll look into how uh, we, can, we can use a number line to understand what numbers correlate to what actions. Now, we want to remain doing that certain action for a certain amount of time, so we want our next line to be delay. We're going to use the value 2,000 and then semicolon. So 2,000 milliseconds is 2 seconds. So this means for the big servo, it'll spin to the left really fast for 2 seconds. And for the small servo, it'll go to position 0 degrees for 2 seconds. But only if we keep writing code. If we left it at that, it wouldn't make much sense to have a delay. So uh, let's keep writing my servo dot write 180. And then delay 2000. So now looking at our void loop. Uh, this essentially tells me that our big servo is going to spin to the left for two seconds, and then to the right for two seconds, and then to the left for two seconds, and then to the right, and keep doing that. For the small servo, it's going to go to position zero degrees, then position 180 degrees, then position zero degrees. So we want to see that actually happen, so we have to upload our code by pushing the arrow pointing to the right. And when it's done uploading, let's go ahead and start connecting them. So we're going to start with the big servo. Take your red, black, and white wire. And then go ahead, make sure they're color-coded. And the reason why we like to color-code wires is it just makes it easier and, and less likely to actually make mistakes. Go ahead and put black wire to black, red to red, and white to white. And then, uh, again, black and red are your power. So black is going to go GND, or the negative side of power. Uh, red can go into VIN, although some people like to use 5V. And then white is where you programmed it in your void setup, which was pin 9. So then notice this servo spins to the left and then to the right and then to the left and it's fully rotating, okay? That's something only a continuous servo can do. The big servo, or the, the, the position-based servo will not fully rotate, right? It's position-based. But let's go ahead and try and look at the, the small servo. Uh, take out the wires and be careful that they don't touch each other. And then plug in the small servo to see how the same code behaves differently depending on what servo you use. So this servo goes to position 180, then 0, then 180, then 0. And how do I know it's 0? You know, it's, 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 it's uh, relative, or it depends on where you want to reference it. So I'm going to decide this is 0, and then that's 180, okay? Notice it's not perfect. Uh, the more money you spend on your servo, the more precise it will be. And then let's go ahead and start changing our code. Let's see what happens if we start uh, manipulating it a little bit. Before I do that, I want to share with you the number line for a big servo. So I'm going to unplug this for a moment. And just so that you're aware, the uh, values you can use for both servos, according to this library, is 0 to 180. Okay. 
Those are the only values you can use for myservo.write in that parentheses. So for a big servo, the, the full rotation continuous servo, we're going to use a number line. So we're going to say zeros here, and then over here is going to be 180. Okay, so 180 divided by 2 is 90, so that's about halfway. And 90 for a continuous servo is stop. But I'm going to put that in quotation marks because it's not perfect. Uh, sometimes you have to put 91, sometimes you have to put 89. It's really trial and error to make it stop. But if you choose a value to the right of 90, your servo will spin to the right. If you choose a value to the left of 90, your servo will spin to the left. And I said you can control the speed and direction in which it spins. So looking at my fingers, the further away you get from 90, the faster you go. The closer you get to 90, the slower you go. So if you want uh, the fastest it can go, the only two values you can use are 0 and 180. That'll be as fast as it can go. And then again, if you want to go slower, just get closer to the value of 90. And for the small servo, it's more intuitive. So the value you put inside the parentheses is the angle in which it's going to point to. So if for the small servo, for the, the regular um, position-based servo, if I say myservo.write 0, I go to 0 degrees. Let's pretend that's 0. If I say myservo.write 90, I go to 90 degrees. If I say myservo.write 180, I go to 180 degrees. So let's go ahead and play around with a couple of examples. I'm going to use the big servo to do this. So I'm going to change... Uh, you can change values in the delay or change values in the myservo.write uh, inside those parentheses. Let's start with delay. And uh, instead of 2,000, let's put 200 and see what happens. So it's going to shimmy because 200 milliseconds is not enough time for it to actually fully rotate. So it's going to do like a little bit of shimmy and it kind of drifts a little bit. So be wary of that. If you change it with a small one, it'll shimmy but not, um, it won't drift. So now, let's say I don't want it to go back and forth. Maybe I want it to only go one way. Okay, so thinking about my number line, I'm going to erase three lines of code because I only want it to do one thing. I'm gonna, I want it to spin to the right, and I want to spin slowly. So I'm just going to go ahead and use the value 100. I'm going to upload that. And notice now it spins to the right slowly. And then keep in mind, if you were to use that line of code and actually switch it to the small servo, you're essentially telling it to go to position 100 and then not do anything. So a lot of times students will be like, my servo is broken. So watch what happens when I finally plug it in. Went to position zero and it's not moving anymore. Actually, you can kind of feel that you can't really move it, but you don't want to do that too much because it's a, not a very strong servo, so you break it really easily. Uh, so you need at least four lines of code for your small servo for the position-based servo. I'll go back to my shimmy. Just to show you the example of the shimmy on a, on a position-based servo. But at least with this one, it will not drift. So I encourage you to change up values in your myservo.write. I encourage you to change values in your delay. I encourage you to write more lines of code in your brackets and see what you can do with it. Um, I like to hot glue items on there to see them move. Uh, you can use them as joints. Maybe you want to get a little robot, something crawling. Um, but go ahead and have fun with it. Play around, see what it can do, and uh, enjoy yourselves. Thanks.